welcome to episode 20 of the Ultra Ordinary Running Podcast. We are ordinary runners embarking on a journey to our first 100-mile ultra marathon together at Havelina 100 in October 2016, which is less than 100 days away. I think we're like 97. Yeah, which is crazy. And I should have put a reminder on 100 because that's pretty big. I mean, in my head, it's pretty big. Right now, it's just getting closer and closer. So, I mean, that is just, it's just amazing. Because a year ago, it's been like 360 days, and then now it's like 100 or 97. That's crazy. That goes too fast. It does. So, oh, by the way, I'm Christina, and (laughs) I am always joined by the incomparable and amazing and inspiring women, Melissa and Angela. Hello, ladies. Hello, Christina. Now, we are going to talk about Chase the Moon. And we were represented, Team Ultra Ordinary was represented by Melissa, Angela, and Melissa's husband, uh, Rob. Yay! 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 <laughs> and, <laughs> yay, team! And Chase the Moon is a 12-hour team relay and solo ultra marathon run, like, in the nighttime, right? So it's yes. complete nighttime. Now, I want to know because... You know, races tend to be early in the morning, and it's a much different setup or, I guess, strategy or level of preparedness that can happen for a nighttime race. And I've done a nighttime race, not overnight, but an evening race. And it's a little different to prepare for it. So I kind of want to know, like, just start out going into this race, how did you prepare for it? Um, Like, what did you do during the day leading up to it? I mean, not necessarily specific details, but like, you know, how did you plan what to eat before? Things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> don't, don't know, don't know. Well, well, I don't, I don't know that I prepared other, um, so Friday was supposed to be my rest day. Um, and that was I, not so I drove, so I had to drive. <laughs> That was well, but it was day. at night, so I counted it as my Saturday run, is what I did. So oh, it was Friday night. <laughs> so, so I should say that this Friday, this is Friday. This race was that took place on Friday night, right into yeah. Saturday morning. Friday right. at Friday okay. at yeah. seven p.m. was the start time, okay. and it ended okay. uh, Saturday morning at seven a.m. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I drove over. I got up. Um, I kind of stayed up a little bit later this week, not necessarily on purpose, but it seemed to work out good that way. And I thought, oh, well, that'll work out good because I'll, because I'm kind of an early bird. I mean, I go to bed, I'm tired. It's like nine o'clock. I'm ready for bed. So I stayed up a little later this week and then slept in a little bit Friday morning and I drove to um, Denver. So I had four hours in the car um, getting over there. And yeah, I didn't really know. I mean, I've, I, you know, sometimes I run in the evening. So I'm like, well, and I knew I wasn't going to probably, I knew I was only going to, I knew I wasn't going to go a long ways in this race. So, um, but it was a little challenging trying to figure out when to eat and what to eat. Cause I'm like, well, I don't want to get out there and get all bogged down and have my gut feel like concrete and, you know, or whatever. So, 
It was a little, I tried to eat just sort of normal on the way over, but then like I went to visit my mom and she was on the, her back porch with her neighbor having margaritas. And she's like, well, I'm having a margaritas. Is, is that, is this something that you would, that you do? Cause she's upset about, she just is weirded out about me being vegan. So she's, you know, she asks every time she offers me food, if it's something that I do. <clears throat> and so I'm like, well, I'm going to run in two hours. So no, I, I probably don't need a margarita. <laughs> But you're an ultra runner, so you would have said, yes, yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) But you had to drive. It would have been bad. From your mom's to the I had to drive and stuff, yeah. And I, yeah, that would have been bad. So it was challenging. Melissa had picked me up. um, They'd stopped at Native Native Foods Cafe. Ooh. Uh, Yay. Yeah, I've never eaten there before. (gasps) So good. Yeah, so I looked up the menu and they picked me up something from there and brought it. And it was like kale and um, tempeh. Yeah, sesame kale macro bowl. Yeah, it was really good. So we got there, got there to the race. I sat down to eat it and I'm taking some bites because I'm hungry because it's, you know, about dinner time. And Rob kind of looks at me and goes, um... So how much of that are you planning on eating before you run for 10 miles? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, not very much. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, I better not eat very much. <laughs> and Yeah, and Rob was sitting there like, I, let's just be clear. Is, is there any chance that there's going to be a change of plans and I'm starting off like – Tell me before I eat this giant plate of food. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny. So, so yeah, yeah, so it was a little different planning to run. But I mean, I knew I was starting and I was running at 7. And sometimes I run in the evening at 7. And so I didn't have to worry too – I don't think I probably had to worry too much about it. But I did definitely think about how much I ate before, you know, in the hour beforehand. Mm-hmm. But Melissa knew she was going to have to wait, so I think that would be a little bit harder because then you're in the middle of the night. Yeah, I knew I was going to have to wait, but I didn't know how long I was going to have to wait. Like, I didn't know, am I going to start running at 9 p.m. or at midnight? So, so how did how did your day go, Melissa, like leading up? Um, we pretty much, I pretty much just packed us up and, yeah, we left home around, I don't know, 2 p.m., picked up Native Foods Cafe uh, and headed to the race. Um, yeah, that was kind of all I did for the day. Um, now, did you get the watermelon fresca? I did not. No, I actually got a peach iced tea or whatever their peach tea is. The watermelon fresca is, it's too sweet for me or somehow like it's just too, too intense. (laughs) And I was just really feeling the peach iced tea. So (laughs) Well, a little bit I think of you have to water that. Yeah, I think you have to water that watermelon fresca down with tequila or something. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So this is a. Um, so this race, you can actually run it as a solo runner or as a relay team, and you did it as a three-person relay team. And I would like to know, like. What, first of all, what was the order of the relay, and how did you decide who was going to run first, second, and third? <laughs> well, we might need to backtrack and do some <laughs> some history about how that oh. came up. 
Okay. Because I like I have to say thank you so much to Angela and Rob for being on a team with me. Um, because I was I, I heard about this race and that it's this 12 hour overnight race and it, you know, is in the Denver area, so not that far from me. And I felt like this is something I really should do to train for Javelina because I'm realizing how hard it is for me to run at nighttime by myself on the trails. Um, so this was going to be like a really good opportunity. I thought that I shouldn't pass up to do this 12 hour overnight race and get that overnight trail experience. But I just really didn't feel like I wanted to do a 12 hour race by myself. Um, you know, I have another race coming up in three weeks that I signed up for before I knew about this one. And I just didn't want to forfeit that. And I knew if I did the 12 hour thing, I was not going to do well three weeks from now and the next one I have. So through the beauty of Twitter and texting, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know who suggested it, but somebody was like, well, why don't we do it as a relay? And I was like, thinking about it, thinking, actually, that's a great idea because that way, you know, Angela and I can get some experience running at night on the trails without taking the plunge of 12 full hours running the trails in dark. I think Rob is the one that suggested the relay because we had talked about it and we had talked about the race and then Rob said, I mean, I think we were just chatting on the phone and then, but he said, well, if you want to do the relay, I'll I'll relay with you guys. And we actually talked back and forth because I thought for a while, I thought, you know, a while, whatever, a matter of hours, Um, because I talked to Wayne about it and he's like well why don't he thought we should just do it individually he's Mm -hmm. like go out there and run see how much you can run at night and you know and so we talked about just doing it individually and then but then let's add this other race set up and it didn't make really any difference to me one way or the other you know whether we did it together or not I've never done a relay so it was kind of um you know, so that was cool. I did something I'd never done before. Oh, um, yeah. And thank learned you. a lot. I hope That's... that I didn't talk you out of doing the 12 hour race with my selfish motive. No. On your own. No, not at all. It was gonna work <clears> out I mean, I don't well. know how far I would have gone on the 12 hour. You know, I mean, who knows what would have happened? I think it worked. And it, and actually, it came up. So I was going to do the race, but then we had, um, a really close family friend, like a friend of Wayne's that they've known each other since they were five. His daughter, his oldest daughter is, was getting married this weekend. And so, I mean, that's like, it's like a closer than a family obligation. You know I mean? We just, the wedding was on Saturday and, but then Wayne was on call for work and wasn't going to be able to go to the wedding because he has to be close enough to home and you don't get self-service where the wedding was at. And so he wasn't going to be able to go. So I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to go, then I'll go to the race. None of us will go to the wedding. We'll just have to make it up to him later. Unbeknownst to me, Wayne ended up getting someone to cover his on-call. And so I had a wedding to be to Saturday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. So... That explains to me why you didn't mention the wedding during our planning process. Because when when we met up at the race and you're like, oh, I'm leaving early in the morning to go back for a wedding, I was like, whoa. What? <laughs> you, yeah. you were going to do, do this whole race and go back for a wedding. That's intense. Yeah. And so it actually worked out better doing the, the, uh, 
the relay rather than doing the 12 hour because then, I mean, it just did. And Wayne didn't get to come with me because he was still on call that Friday night. Anyways, it just was, you know, it, it all, everything always seems to work out just like it's supposed to. So even though, you know, I'm, I'm glad we ended up doing the relay. I'm glad, you know, and Rob was like, I'll be your third guy. And, but, you know, so it was kind of nice that he, he volunteered and we made a relay team out of it. Yeah. that And that was nice of Rob because his other thing to me also like Wayne, he was like, well, why don't you just sign up for the 12 hour, but you don't have to run the full 12 hours, you know, just tell yourself you're going to cut yourself off after a certain mileage or hour time. And I was just worried I'd get too caught up into it, <laughs> knowing how you, I am. Yeah, you would have. And just like yeah. not, you know, just push it too hard. <clears throat> so the relay thing, you know, I knew it was it was going to work out really well for me. And hopefully what was okay for you guys was my main thing was I wanted to run in the dark. And mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. care. You know, I didn't because it race started when it was still light out. It was still light for about two hours or something yeah. like that. And I was like, I don't care. I don't need to see the trail in the light. That's fine. People said the trail's not that technical. So and I've got a headlamp. I'll be fine. I just wanted to run, you know, in the dark. And I wanted to run two laps continuously, which was going to be 20 miles. Um, so you guys very kindly made that happen for me. <laughs> so yeah, thank you. But that, you know, but that's why that's team stuff. I mean, that's what you do. I mean, it, for me, it was just, a, you know, I didn't have, I kind of wanted to run at night, but then we talked about Rob said he was going to do. So initially Rob said he was going to, he would go out and run the first lap and then would come back. Oh, and did then, he? I thought, yeah, yeah when we were be... chatting on the oh. phone. Oh, yeah. He so was they, like, oh, yeah. well, I'll, remember, he was like, well, I'll do the first lap, yeah. then I'll come back, and then you guys can go out so you can run in the dark. Yeah. Well, then, so then I talked to Wayne, and Wayne was like, well, I, you know, he goes, I would think you'd just, and because he knows me, and he's probably right, he said, I would think you'd want to go out and run so you could see the trail and the light first. And then if you're going to run again, then you'll at least have seen it before you ran on it. So <clears throat> in retrospect, ended, I do think that would have been helpful, but we can get to that later. <laughs> yeah. So we, that's how we kind of came up with, like when we were like debating back and forth about, do we want to do the single, do we want to do the solo or do we want to do the relay? And so I was hearing from Wayne was like, I think you would do better off if you could see the trail first. So maybe you should just do the solo. But then Melissa and I were talking and she was explaining how important this other race is to her. And, you know, and just, and I remember asking her how, okay, so what's your main goal? You know, I mean, if that your other goal is kind of your primary race, then, you know, I didn't have necessarily a specific goal in mind and she did. So that's what we supported. And, and it, I think it worked out great. So I got to run. So it ended up going, okay, I'm going to run first. And then after I ran, then it was kind of up in the air until we got there. It was a little bit up in the air about who was going to go next. Yeah. <clears throat> Depending on, you know, and so how, going, how you felt and how far you were going right. to go. Yeah. <clears throat> And that's all we really knew was, okay, well, Angela's going to start and we'll see how I felt when I got done with the first lap. And then it was kind of up in the air until we 
kind of until we got there and then some more decisions were made. Yeah, because Rob, I mean, thank you, Rob. I love you very much. He was just like, I'll do whatever. Like, what? just tell me what to do. I don't care. I know. But he did he say was wonderful. his one thing was what he didn't want was for Angela <laughs> to run 10 miles and for me to run 10 miles. And then we're both like, okay, we're done. You run for the rest of the race. <laughs> oh. He's like, I don't think I can. I'm not like prepared to do that. So, um, but you know, it's, it's a relay. Like you, they're not going to make you run the full 12 hours. <laughs> if your team decides you're yeah. done, then you're just done. So, And you didn't have to have a set order. Um, at the race. So you didn't have to go, this person runs, this person runs, this person runs. You just had to have three people run. They handed off the baton. And so if you had one person, you know, if you wanted to go, you run a loop, I run a loop, he runs a loop, you can do that. If you want to do two loops at a time, you can do that. If you, I, So there was, you didn't have to have a set order to the relay. You just had to have three different people run the course. So how long is each loop? I think it was 10.3, 10. 10. 10. it was slightly over 10. Okay. Yeah, just over 10. So one person, so Angela, you ran the first loop, 10 point, you know, I, eight yeah. miles. You come back and then how does that exchange work? Well, we had a baton that had the timing chip in it. Um, and so you came into the start finish, you ran over the mats and then across into the parking lot, which is where we kind of had our little cruise station set up. You run into the cruise station, and then you can go back up and around the fence back. So you don't run back over the timing chips or the timing mats, mm -hmm. um, but you run by an aid station. And that's where most of the exchanges took place. But um, Rob and Melissa had their RV parked right right in the parking lot, right past the start-finish line. So I came in on the first loop ran to the RV and um, we had decided that Rob was going to run next. Mm -hmm. um, if, and so, and of course he asked me, I came in, he's like, are you, you know, are you done? Do you want to do another loop? And I'm like, no, I ran that like a 10 mile loop, not like a 20 mile run. You so, ran yes, that you're... so fast. I wasn't even out there when <laughs> you finished because you finished so fast. So I didn't even get to see you finish. I just heard your voice and I'm like, what? And come running down the RV. <laughs> you're there. And it was still light yeah, she out. heard me. She heard me cursing. I came in. I was oh. so excited because I came in. And, I don't remember so, the cursing, but I just remember hearing your voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was so excited. You were so, you, so pumped. It was so awesome. You were so happy. You just were totally blissed out. I love that. You so looked you could, like you had so much fun. So, I did. So you could have gone out again for another loop? You didn't have to, like, If I drive. wanted to, yeah. I didn't have to hand off, but... I, I ran hard and I didn't, I mean, I could, so like you'd asked about the food, I, I didn't eat a lot. And then I got to the aid station. There was an aid station about halfway. It was like four point something one direction and six point something the other direction. But about halfway on the course, there was an aid station. And when I got there on my lap, I was hungry. And, and I knew, I mean, I knew that I just had not fueled good to do another lap right away you know I knew that it would have caught me on that loop if I did a second one right away so so you hand off to Rob I hand off to Rob Rob goes and does his magic yeah he does his loop in yeah. about uh, 14 minutes <laughs> <Something like that>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an hour and 14 it was, minutes. It was less yeah. than oh, hey here he comes 
Oh. oh. Do you want to contribute to the podcast? We just got on to his. Yeah, we just we got on to his lab. Yeah, we so were just talking about okay. how you ran uh, after Angela's lab. His is your first loop. Is Rob on? Do you want to talk? How do you get on? Well, they can hear me if I talk now. Can you hear yes. him now? Oh, yes. Okay, so, we so just he just has to talk for us to hear him. Can you so hear him? So, Rob, can, we can hear you. How do I make that happen? I can hear you. Oh, he can. can we hear him? Oh, he can hear us. Can you hear them now? Yes. Hey, you're awesome. live in studio. Hey. Welcome, Rob. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hello. So we were just talking Hi, about the recent race we ran, Chase the Moon, and we had, yeah. you know, Angela was talking about she had run her lap. Um, and then when she came back into the transition area, you took off. Yes. So how was this loop for you, Rob? Uh, good. It was, um, it was still light. I didn't have my headlamp on for the first maybe three miles or so um, until I was stumbling over stuff. And so I finally decided to turn the light on. Um, I turned it on dim to kind of save battery. That was kind of foolish. I probably should have just turned it on high. Um, but I was passing lots of people coming towards me. and uh, Oh, because the, the race was... Um washing machine yeah and you alternated the direction you were going on loop so your loop angela the first one everybody was going the same direction but then you know people finished at different for, for times. the most part yeah oh for the most part oh yeah then maybe when my the last end. two okay. miles i had people coming against me that okay. had already finished okay. we're going the other direction yeah, yeah so by the time rob started you know people are going every which direction on that course yeah uh, so, so Rob, when you were going out, you were going the opposite direction, but you had people probably still on their first loop, right? Yeah, Facing so you. there were some people on their first loop, and there was probably, um, later in that loop, there was probably some of the people in the five-person relay who were on their third loop, um, because they didn't do loops the same size in the five-person relay. It was a um, bit of a confusing... Hmm situation yeah, it, it, on the court. It, it wasn't confusing once you were yeah. out there. When you're just trying to figure it out, it was like, what is going to be happening? But yeah, there was a five-person relay option too, and they did like an 8.3-mile loop. <laughs> we were doing a 10-point-something mile Yeah, loop. so it got very spread out very quickly, and there was people all over the course. Um, and so some of the cool things, you know, after it got dark, you know, I kind of got to the top of a, a hill sort of in the middle of the loop, and I looked over to the side and I could see, you know, 10 different headlamps in different places going different directions because the, the course was uh, very compact and very twisty and turny. Um, so yeah. that was, it was kind of neat to see that. Wow. I was going to say, you know, you can just see all these lights just coming, like coming at you. Indeed. Yeah. Just, yeah, all over the place. It, and the top of that hill was cool because you could see. I mean, even, and I wasn't out there in the dark, but you could still see and hear people down on other parts of the trail from the top of that hill, which was cool. So how was the loop itself, like the terrain of it? Was that pretty rocky or? Uh, well, it was, it was a little bit different than what we're kind of used to running on around here. Um, it was uh, smoother than most of the trails that I typically run on. So mm -hmm. that's good. Um, it was very twisty and turny, much more so than... Um, what I'm used to around here, it reminded me more of kind of like the mountain bike trails that we used to run on in the Midwest. 
uh, where they, mm. you know, try to really squeeze a long trail into a very compact area. And so it's just turn after turn after turn after turn. And, you know, the first couple miles were relatively straight and the last couple miles were relatively straight. But the, you know, the whole middle two thirds of the course was just, you know, there wasn't 20 meters of straight course the entire time. Mm-mm. Very, it was like a roller coaster, which, but I thought was super fun because there's no smooth trails like around me either. So I loved it. You'd be like down a little, down in a little gully and up and around a corner and up and down a little hill. So lots of little roller things and then around another corner. And it, I don't know, it, it kept me distracted. I mean, I think it, for me, it was, um, I don't know. It was a nice distraction because you were always watching the trail. You never knew where it was going to go. That's pretty cool. And especially like when it's yeah. dark. I mean, it's like that element of surprise. You're not really sure. Yes, it very much had the element of surprise to it. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> I, I, I did not enjoy the course. You didn't like it. No. What was it? What it was, was it like a you? shitty suburban mountain bike trail. <laughs> And maybe you could see pretty things from it when it was daylight, but all I could see was like lights from houses and people from people living in Highlands Ranch. <laughs> like, really? I'm kind of glad it's dark. I don't know, but I have no idea where the trail is going. I can only see two feet in front of me. So for me, it was like in the dark and I'd never seen it in the daylight. It just, I could never like build up a rhythm because there was never a straight, there was never, and like, I don't mind hills, hills are fine, but this was like, you run a mountain bike, like rollers, these little undulating, you run five steps straight up and five steps straight down, five steps straight up and five steps straight down. And I was like, I just never felt, I mean, I don't know. There was no no rhythm to be had on the course. You couldn't, you couldn't uh, just kind of get into the groove and let your mind go. Yeah. I mean, you were constantly changing uh-uh. things and readjusting and re readjusting. Um, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it That's was easy in some ways, but it was kind of difficult in, in other ways. It doesn't allow you to get comfortable at any time. Yeah, that was the thing that exactly what you said, Christina, because I started out in the dark. I had never seen it in the daylight. And there was this section of the course that I would say was fairly rocky. Um, and the loop that I started out on my direction, you know, after this kind of smooth paved section out of the start area, I went right onto the rocky section. So here I am like really having, it's been a long time since I've run with a headlamp because mm-hmm. in the summer weather, you know, it's just light daylight for so long. So I'm trying to get used to my headlamp again. And I'm out on this rocky undulating section. And all I could hear was like two other people who'd run this course before telling me, oh, it's perfectly smooth and flat. And there are no rocks on the course. It is so easy. <laughs> I used it while I was training for the bear. And I'm like, <laughs> I was just, you mean no rocks on a trail? What? Yeah. I, I was, and I, you know, people always tell me that courses are easy and I often don't find them easy, but I, I did, I just, it wasn't that it was hard for me. I just didn't feel comfortable and I was trying to get used to my headlamp and whatever. Um, but the thing is, so I did two laps in a row on my second lap. I started out going the opposite direction and I had a completely different experience on the same exact trail. And I was like, oh, this is pretty smooth. It's 
<laughs> it's not that bad. Oh, this course is all right. You know, and then by the time I got to the rocks more towards the end of my run, I think it was yeah. also, it was the rocks were downhill in that direction. And I don't like running on those kind of rocks. It's just easier for me running downhill on them instead of up. Cause I tend to like stub my toes and trip a lot when I'm going uphill on rocks. When I'm going downhill, my feet just kind of usually adjust to catch me. So yeah, the, the rocks didn't seem as bad going, going the, the odd lap direction as they did the even lap. So I don't know. I guess I'm glad I did the even lap first because maybe that made things seem hard for me. And then by the time I did it the other way, everything did feel easier. But yeah, I don't know. The course, it was, no, I wouldn't say it was hard, but it was just like, ugh. that's kind of how I felt about it. Well, that's actually really good, though. I, I think that's actually a lot, I think that's a lot more beneficial overall than if you were just in the daylight on that same trail. See, I had light my, almost my whole thing because I went out first and it started at seven. Mm -hmm. So I got the sunset and, and all of that. So I never, I had a headlamp with me um, thanks to Rob and Melissa because they have really good headlamps. Um, but I never had to put it on. Um, I w had I gone out for another lap, I would have immediately put it on to go out on the second lap. But um, see, I, I loved it. And so like the only mountain bike trails I've ever been on are like, are the ones that I run on and they are nothing like that at all. Um, they're technical and big and rocky. And, and so this, I just, I thought it was great. It was this, and it, it reminded me, I ran a couple places when we lived in California that was single track, um, you know, and the tall grasses and stuff. So it kind of reminded me of that. And I just, I had a ball. I thought it was, I loved all the little ups and downs. I loved the around the corners and, and the, you know, the little uphill. And then you kind of got a little downhill and then you came out and you were kind of down in the trees and then you were out in the open and then, you know, and then you could see people climbing and you knew you were headed that way. But then all of a sudden you were there and I didn't feel like I, I'm like, oh, well, how did I get up? Like, I never felt like I, there was a couple spots where I could tell I was climbing, but for the most part, I'm like, oh, how did we, how did I get this high, you know? And um, I, I loved it. I loved the little, all the ups and downs and the, the not having that, being able to have like a rhythm of, you know, straight road, because my roads around here are flat and straight. And so I, it's interesting because I, for me, I just, I thought it was so much fun. It was like yeah. a little roller coaster. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So Angela gets done with her loop. Rob comes in at, you know, 30 minutes with his loop. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's Melissa's turn for her loop. And you're well, on the same, not right? Not quite. Rob decided he was going to do a second loop. He, oh, he comes okay. in because that was the thing. It was only what, like nine thirty or ten o'clock or something when you came in from that loop. And so, um, is Rob still there? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, Rob, you okay? So you finish your first loop. You're in, you know, the counter clock, probably, or uh -huh. and then. So, what made you decide to go back? Well, so. We didn't um, have it planned out ahead of time as much as we probably could have, and I'm as much to blame for that as anybody. Uh, but I, I didn't want to 
uh, be in the position where I was, you know, running over and over and over again with different breaks and never getting a chance to rest, really. Um, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I didn't want to, like, alternate, like, each person with me in between them and me go out, like, three or four different times. Like, I kind of wanted to, if I was going to go out, you know, I can go out twice, maybe, but I don't want to go out more than twice. So that's what I was thinking. And um, I didn't know how far we're going to go. I figured it would probably be 20, maybe 30, maybe 40. And uh, just kind of splitting it up that way is like, well, this first chunk needs to be 20 because if I'm going to go out again, um, it would be at the very end. Um, yeah, it worked out really well. I mean, I, when I was waiting for you and I had, I just had my pack on, my headlamp on, I was completely ready to go because I didn't know what you were going to want to do when you came back and you just come zooming in to the transition area. <laughs> you're like, where's my shot blocks? And like you grabs, you had this total game face on, you grabbed your cliff shot blocks and you took off again. And I was like, okay then. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, actually, this I is pretty I'm good. Yeah, because he, you know, he's going to do his two laps. Then he'll, he'll finish by probably 1130 or midnight or something. And then I'll have a big chunk of nighttime, you know, nighttime to run. And then I don't, I didn't know what was going to happen after that. Cause I wanted to do two loops in a row. That was my thing. Um, and after that, I didn't know are we just going to be done or is Rob going to jump back in or is Angela going to jump back in, you know, whatever. So it ended up pretty good because if Rob had only done one lap and then I did two laps then it was, you know, going to be still the middle of the night and somebody yeah. <laughs> had to get up. So you don't really know if you're going to go out for another loop or if that, you don't really know if that person is going to go out again until they come back into the transition area. Is that well, right? Yeah, we teams, didn't plan that some far Some teams ahead, probably yeah. planned. We didn't. I mean, we did. We no, had we like didn't. a general idea, but we also were like, you know, we didn't know how any of us was going to feel after right. a lap. So I wanted to be flexible. So Rob comes in and now it's Melissa's turn. Yeah. Okay. So during this whole time, like what was going through your head, like before you took <laughs> off? Well, Angela can probably attest. I was getting a little bit scared because uh -huh. I don't. I was just getting mm -hmm. nervous. nervous. Rob's taking off. Okay, thank okay. you. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Thank you. I'm trying to put this back on. I was just, you know, sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. I was getting a little bit scared because I was nervous about running in the dark and how am I gonna feel and what's the trail really like? All these people have told me it's easy what if I you know what if it is really hard what if it's for me not. yeah what if I fall well then we were sitting there we had a little card they had a little card table set up by the RV and we're sitting out there and Will's in the RV and we're sitting out there and I'm we I had gotten bundled up because after I ran I was sweaty and it got cold and then the wind started blowing Melissa had a blanket and she was bundled up and I had fleece pants on and a sweatshirt and I'm bundled up, you know, and we're sitting there and we're talking and we're, you know, kind of waiting for Rob to get back in. And this, we were right by the exchange point. So whenever somebody came in, they would come blasting through, you know, right by us and head up to, to swap off with their relay team or, you know, whatever, if they were solo. But so we, we got to see everybody come by and <clears throat> these two girls, two or three 
gals came by, had been out on a relay loop and saw somebody they knew and they were exchanging pleasantries. And the one of the somebody asked one of the runners, Well, how was you know, how was it? Was that your second loop? And she's like, yeah, it's my second loop. And she's like, oh, that's exciting. She's like, oh, yeah, exciting. couple rattlesnakes. I had a bat fly into oh, my gosh. hair. And Melissa, <laughs> Melissa hears him say that. And she just shakes her head and puts her head down in her hand like, oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh, this is not what I want to hear. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear that either. Rattlesnakes. <laughs> I don't know. Like rattlesnakes are not usually out in the dark, so I'm not sure oh. what she was seeing. But I did not see any rattlesnakes. I saw some toads. I didn't either. The toads were cute. Lots of toads. Lots of toads. toads. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I think I kind of already talked about my loop, and I get like I don't want to make the race sound bad or that I'm being negative about the race. It's just. I, and I kept wondering the whole time I was out there was like, would I feel differently about this if I had seen the course in the dark? Because when I started out, it was super spread out and I did not see another human being until I got to the aid station at four and a half miles in on my loop. And I was like kind of paranoid because there's a lot of intersecting trails out there and yeah. they had it marked super well. I mean, not... I mean, they had it marked well, but you definitely had to pay attention. And there was some guy that I saw out on the course that got lost. And he said, I don't know what I did, but I just hit the aid station twice and I never got back to the start finish area. I've been out here for five hours. And I'm like, oh, oh no. no. Oh. So <laughs> I don't, I got, he was okay. He just like, I, I don't know what he did, but I was like, crap, I have to be pretty vigilant. But I never had a problem getting, feeling, like I didn't know where to go. There were times when it had been, you know, because they had the intersections marked, but really nothing that much marking in between. So I'd get a little bit nervous, like, okay, haven't seen anything in a while. There's no people around. Am I really still on the right trail? Was there a turn somewhere and I missed it? Like, I, and in the dark, like I didn't even have a sense of like what the trail were. was supposed to look like, you know, like a mental map of what it was supposed to look like and it was just so completely twisty 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 all the way so Very that was twisty. that was kind of messing with my mind for about the first four and a half miles and then i got to the aid station and i was like yay i'm here people you know and they kind of directed <laughs> me in the correct direction um and then on the second half of that first loop i felt like i was constantly meeting people who were going in the other direction and i know mm -hmm. like whatever this is kind of par for the course for trail races and stuff but it did get kind of annoying and I have like scratches all over my legs because it's pretty narrow trail and you're constantly like meeting people you know you're kind of have to yes. jump off into the brush and of course I'm hearing this woman say I saw three rattlesnakes on the trail oh, God. <laughs> yay and like by the time I was out there because I started at about 11 45 p.m or something mm -hmm. A lot of my most of the people who are doing the solo event were going pretty slowly or walking by that point. But there were people on five person relay teams. And some of those people were just like, I'm Reason. coming through, get out of my way. I'm doing this seven minute mile or whatever, because they were booking it. And so, you know, everybody was nice to the extent mm -hmm. that you can be nice. But, you know, some people would get out of the way for me and then I would be getting out of the way for other people so it was just yeah. this constant you know 
I can't see the trail in front of me. I'm jumping off the trail to get out of the way for people. It just like, it felt very, yeah, I just never felt comfortable on that first loop. Um, and then I finished up that, got back into the start stop area and our van was just completely quiet. <laughs> Nobody was out. <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, that's, I'll, I'll go again. And I, I wasn't thrilled. Like I just kind of had this, uh, you know, get the job done. I got to put, I got to do this. And I spent some time at the, there was an aid station at the start finish area and I filled up my water and my pack again and ate some potato chips and took back out again. And that's when like, I felt so much better on the course the second time through, even though I was going the opposite direction. So I think maybe having some familiar familiarity with it really mm -hmm. helped. And I don't know, maybe I would have had a completely different experience if I'd, if I'd seen it in the daylight. Um, but that second loop, I've, I actually felt a lot better on the second loop until <laughs> like right before I hit the aid station, I was probably 14 miles into my run and I could feel myself bonking pretty hard which was surprising to me because I had eaten, you know, I felt like I had done a fairly good job of eating and drinking, but I also realized I was having to concentrate on the trail in the dark a lot mm -hmm. more than I typically have to concentrate. And I probably yeah. wasn't eating and drinking as much as I should have. Um, and the stuff I had brought with me to eat while I was running just did not seem appetizing. And so I was like, okay, you know, just hunker down. I have about a mile and a half or two miles to go to get to the aid station. I'm going to get Coca-Cola and potato chips. That's what I'm going to mm. do. And so, yeah, I made it there. And I, I also realized by that time I was starting to feel nauseous. And this is like, this is some bad news uh, for Melissa in her attempt to run Havelina 100. Because I do struggle with, like, I have a lot of problems with vertigo and motion sickness. And, you know, I get sick in the car or with fluorescent lights or flashing lights make me sick. And I kind of am starting to wonder if that kind of running in this beam of light from the headlamp was probably bouncing up and down a little bit on the trail and everything around me, I think mm. was making me sick. Um, yeah. so I definitely felt motion sick by the time I got to that aid station and I, I was, I did actually go into a bit of a slump and dark spot. Cause I'm like, crap, if I'm getting motion sick with the headlamp in the dark and it's only been, you know, three hours, how am I going to do hoveling a hundred all night? This, this is scary. And it's not something I can really change about myself, the motion sickness and nausea. So I was getting a little bit worried about that um, and just kind of negative. But then I was like, okay, you know, here's the reality of what I am. I'm at this aid station. I'm going to, I drank Coke. I ate chips. I felt better. And I was like, don't worry about Havelina 100 right now. Just finish these last five miles. You know, that's all, all I can really do. So I just kind of hunkered down and finished it and. I was so glad when I saw that start finish area <laughs> coming back in because I was like, yay, I did it. I don't feel good, but I didn't throw up. I managed, it was 21 miles total in the dark. And as I was pulling, you know, running in, then I didn't know what was going to happen. It was about, yeah. I thought it was like 4.15 in the morning or something like that. And I, I was like, what do I do? Do I wake somebody up or 
I am not going out on another loop. I knew that. I didn't feel like going another 10 miles. And uh, just as I pulled up to the van, I heard the, the, the door shut and Rob was coming out and he was in his full running gear and headlamp and had his water with him and everything. And he's reaching for the baton, <laughs> the timing thing. So he was ready oh. to go again. So Angela, yeah. you only did one loop? I just did one loop. Yeah. Okay. So I knew, I knew that I had to be back. I had to be back home by 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh wow. I and didn't realize wow. it was that early. <laughs> and it's at least a four hour drive. Um, and so I, you know, it was one of those things, like I kind of felt bad, you know, I'm like totally overthinking on the drive home, but I would have liked to have run another loop. Like I, when Melissa went out, Rob said he was going to go in and lay down. I was sleeping in the back of my Subaru and, um, I thought, well, I knew she's going to do two laps. And so I went and slept cause I'm like, I've got to get some sleep. I, I knew I couldn't drive if I didn't have any sleep, but I, so I, I'm, you know, it, it worked out like it did. I can't change it, but I, I would like to do another one like that because I would have liked to have stayed up and been at the start finish when she came in for each of her loops and, you know, stayed awake and cheered people on and, you know, whatever. And we were kind of helping the guy next to us, you know, crew and, you know, fill up his water bottles and you know, I pinned his number on his new shorts for him. You know, I mean, it was just kind of... I would have loved to have done more of that, but I knew I had to get sleep. So yeah, when she went out, I went in and, and tried to sleep in the car. Um, and I knew that when she came in, she'd go find Rob and, you know, I didn't know if he'd go out and I'm like, well, maybe they'll wake me up. Um, and I thought, well, if I can, if I can get out, you had to be out on the, there was a cutoff at five o'clock. So if you were doing the 10 mile, if you were the three person or a solo, you had it, five o'clock was the last, you had to be out on a loop by five o'clock. If it was after five, you couldn't go on the 10 mile loop. You had to go on the five or the eight mile loop. I think it was three and a half. They diverted you to, I think. To the three and a half. I think so, so I heard the five o'clock, the sun was just starting to come up and I heard them announce which is what woke me up. We're approaching the first first cutoff, so it was like 10 minutes to 5 when I got up. So I got up and I wandered out of the the car and this the the super or the motorhome was all buttoned up and so like there was nothing out on a table. There two chairs were out there and my I brought my cowbell. My cowbell was sitting on the table, but all of their stuff was picked up. And so I'm like they must everybody's asleep. And I didn't want to go knock on the door. You know, I didn't want to wake them up. And so I walked up to the aid station. I got some coffee and I got something to eat. And I kind of checked the the monitor. They had a monitor um, that showed which team was coming, had come across one of the um, timing mats about I don't know, maybe a half a mile or a quarter mile from the start finish line. So your team would know when you were coming in and could prepare, you know, to exchange. Um, and I went up and I looked at that and I didn't see ultra ordinary listed on there at all. And I'm like, well, they must both, you know, Melissa did her laps. Rob must, you know, they must have called it. And 
they're asleep. And I'm like, well, gosh, if I knew where the baton was, I, I had hung my clothes out. So less here, lesson learned is on a relay, you have to take more than one pair of running clothes because mine were completely soaked with sweat. Mm. And I, 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 next time I would take another pair to change into. So I'd have something dry to wear. I didn't do that, but I'd hung them out on my car while I was sleeping. And I thought, well, gosh, I, they're dry enough. I could get dressed and go out and run a loop if I had the baton. I would go run a short loop. I could run a short loop, change my clothes, and then drive home. Um, but I assumed they were asleep. Oh, shoot. <laughs> they weren't. We should have planned better. <laughs> we Melissa planned. was asleep, but Rob apparently was out running a short loop at that time. <laughs> well, I think he was still on the long loop. Because... No, he was, yeah, he was still on the long loop. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because he left at like 4.15. Yeah. He was allowed to, or I don't know what time it was I got in. It was before 5. So he, he went out on the, the the long loop. So he did another 10 the miles. Loop. And then, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Or I would have like told Rob, no, Angela yeah, wants to well, run. I didn't, and I didn't know where you were. I thought maybe you were in our van. <laughs> and then I opened yeah, the door and I you did, weren't. Yeah, so. I didn't know either. I'm like, well, they're probably asleep. And so I kind of milled about for a bit. I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I should do. And I, and then I felt bad because I'm like, gosh, here Melissa came in and nobody was up and nobody was there to help her or cheer her on or anything, you know. And, um, you know, we just leave her. I'm like, okay, bye. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> 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 so I felt kind of bad. But but oh, I knew, like I said, but I had to sleep. I mean, I had, you know, I maybe slept you know, really, because I laid there for a long time and you could hear all the cheering and this and that, you know, I mean, I was in my car for close to five hours, but I, if I slept three hours was probably the best I did. And I had a hard enough time driving home over the mountains, mm-hmm. um, three hours of sleep. I had to pay so much attention. I was just, <laughs> I was a mess. So, so Rob, Rob comes in and then he does the long loop and then he goes back and does another like short loop. He did a short loop. Yeah. Because the long loop cutoff was at five. So he came in off of his last loop. It had to have been six. Well, he came in off of the, the long loop and then he wasn't allowed to do the long loop again. So they put him to the short loop. So he did a three and a half mile loop and he got back to the transition area at 619 in the morning and the cutoff was 615. So he was not allowed back to do oh. another short loop, even though there was still... Which he totally could have done. I know, that short loop took him 28 yeah. minutes. There was still 40, what was it, 41 minutes left in the race and they wouldn't let him go out on a short loop. So, oh. yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, we, we, that's the like rules, whatever, you know, you read that going, but I remember like looking at the instructions for the race and I was so confused by that. And I was like, (laughs) I don't care when I run, just don't make me be the last person because I won't be able to do the math and think, okay, do I have enough time to run this loop or should I just call it? You know, like whatever. And I knew Rob would be good at, at doing that, but he totally, like he felt fine. He put in 35 miles. In yeah. this event so, that he was like not even planning to do, he put in 35 <laughs> miles, but he totally could have done another loop, another short loop in those 40 minutes. Oh, or yeah. Whatever. So how, how many, how many total miles did Team Ultra Ordinary put on? I don't um, know. We had, 
I'm looking at the results okay. actually right now. Um, let me see. Well, I was looking at the breakdown. Okay, so three-person team, ultra-ordinary, 65.3 miles. Wow. In 12 hours. That's awesome. Yeah. And we actually, so you had female three-person relays, male three-person relays, and co-ed three-person relays. And we placed first in the co-ed <gasps> three-person relay division. Woohoo! See, you guys took the podium. So we took the podium. Nice. I'm not sure there yeah. actually Could, was a podium. Well, <laughs> we're, theoretically. The race just kind of ended and everybody drove home. I'm not sure. Although I was like, I by this point in the morning, like I had a migraine, like my left eye was just throbbing. I felt terrible. Oh, so I have no awful. idea what was going on. Oh, but that's awesome. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Congratulations. Was, you, you guys it was fun. Awesome. There was a lot. Relays are kind of cool. I mean, I, I it was it was fun watching like the sh the five person teams go because they were booking it, you know. Yeah. And you had five people, and they were only doing whatever five or three miles, and they were just cruising. Yeah. So it was kind of fun to because there was just so much excitement, you know, every time they came in for an exchange and. Um, well, congratulations yeah. to all three of you. You guys put on an amazing performance at this race. Oh, I'm very well, proud of you. you. And thank you, Angela, thank you. for running. And Oh, thank you, guys. You guys are like, I was, you guys are just, like, I just still feel, i like, so out of my league. You know I mean? I just like the guy next to us, whatever, he's training for Leadville. And, you know, all these people have done all these big races. I ran with a woman on my loop. This seems to always happen. I ran behind this woman. She'd gone out already, ran 20 miles, and was just trying to get another 10 or 20 miles in. And she's run she's run Western States. She's run Leadville. She's run, like, all these big 100-mile races, you know. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to pace with her. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to just fall in behind her and run and see how I do, you know. And I just... You know, I, I, it just, it still is all very new to me, you know, and I, these, you know, you guys are so, you, you totally underestimate your abilities. I told, that was our brief conversation. So after Melissa went out and Rob and I had a brief conversation and we went to the aid station and we got stuff and he offered me some tailwind and, you know, wanted to know if I needed anything and, and we chatted and I told him, I said, she totally underestimates her abilities as a runner. And he said, yeah, I know she does. Mm. <laughs> Wait, are you talking because about you, me or the lady from? Yes. Oh, no, you, you totally underestimate your skills as a runner. You did stellar on those. I, if in the dark, having never seen it before, you did great. Oh, well, thank you. I, I did not feel yeah. like I was doing great. I was like, well, I was embarrassed about how slowly I was moving, considering how fast you had done your loop and how fast. Yeah, Rob but the was conditions going. the conditions were different for Angela than totally different. And don't forget. So here's another thing: is that on my loop, so I did my loop in an hour and forty seven minutes, but I really only ran nine miles. I didn't do ten point two miles. I only did nine because they there was a confusion at this one exchange place at this one intersection. And we were supposed to go um, down 
down a hill and then back up and then and then back down towards the start finish and they missed that little down and back up section they didn't the gal at the intersection who was kind of cranky i have to say um because i wasn't sure which way to go i said which way is the 10 mile loop which way am i supposed to go and she was looking at her chart and she was like it's this way they've got it screwed up and i was like what what is your problem? <laughs> You're, you volunteered to be out here, you know? Um, so I, they actually cut a mile off of my loop. So my sure hour. I'm not sure how they did that though. Okay. So I was going to ask you, did you ever run where there was blue? Well, I guess it wasn't dark where there was blue flagging tape and blue glow sticks. And did you run? Um, and did yes, you run across there was a bridge? Some- Yes. So you did that part. Okay. And then I, I was did like, that, part. that was the only section. There was one intersection there where the five person team went one way and the three person team went the other way. And I was like, is that where they missed crossed a little, it was like, there was kind of like a road yeah, there. Yeah, so you yeah. came off of the climb, you kind of crossed what was a road, which if you had taken the road would take you directly back to the start finish line. It was just yeah. a straight line back to the finish. But then you crossed, you kind of went through a little fence area and then the five mile loop came up there and then went back around to the right. And that's where they, they sent us all the way around to the right and they should have tucked us down and then back up. So they cut about a mile off. So I don't I, I was, know. I, was, I still don't see Cause yeah. I was running that and I was thinking, I think literally the only place where you could have gotten off course was where they directed the five runner teams to a different place. But if you ran across a bridge, there was like this little wooden bridge and there was blue glow sticks and stuff. I don't see how you couldn't have done the whole loop. I think you did the whole loop. Well, so I was so excited. I came back because I was like expecting to run over two hours. And I was make as soon as I saw the start finish, I was like, I'm running down the course. People are coming back up. And I just, I either, I give such an emotional wreck. I'm like going, I'm cursing. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, here I come. (laughs) I'm like all jazzed up. I'm like totally making in a beeline for the start finish, just cruising in as hard as I can. And I see, as soon as I see the, the timing thing, it says an hour 47. And I went, no way. And I'm like, yes. I'm like running across the finish line going, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm like, cause I figured it would take me not knowing the course. I mean, and even though I had, you know, pretty good light the whole way, you know, I was planning on it taking me at least two hours, 2.15 is what I was planning, you know, and I even told Melissa, I'm like, I don't know, I, it, it might take me three hours. I, you know, I don't know. It depends on the course and how I feel and, you know, if I wussy out and walk the whole way, you know. So when I came across and it was an hour 47, <clears throat> I was so pumped and I was just like, oh, oh hell yeah. I am so, I was so proud of myself, you know. And then this girl walks by who had been, who I had passed. And she was like, yeah, they screwed us up. We only ran nine miles. And I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) And so I, she kind of took my buzz. And then I thought about, I thought, you know what? Even if I had another mile to go, I still would have come in under 10 hours or two Two hours. hours. I still would have made that loop in under two hours, which still would have just, still makes me super happy. 
Mm-hmm. So regardless, whether I did nine miles or 10 miles, I, I was really, I was really proud of my time. Um, well, congratulations. I I, yeah, yeah. It you was a great. lot of fun. You did great. Did. Both of you did yeah. great. All of you did great. Rob did great. Everybody. So congratulations Thank to you, you guys. Can I add one more thing about this? No. No. Yes. (laughs) So I don't know if you noticed this. I think Angela noticed this because we talked about it. The 100-mile challenge, they were offering a $500 cash prize to if there was a three-person team that could do 100 miles in the 12-hour race. And, like, Rob was doing the math, and he thinks it is literally impossible. Yeah. To do, I mean, you'd have to be running faster than world record pace, and that's the pace really? that's on a track. And Rob's like, this is not a fast course, because that's the other thing. There was 1,300 oh. feet of elevation gain on the course, and it was... Per loop, yeah. Uh, yeah, per loop. So I did, like, tw- uh, that would be then 2,600. 26. And, like, I think, oh, I run that all the time. That's not going to affect me. My, I was feeling it. The first loop, I didn't... I felt fine, but by the second... Into the second loop, my legs were pretty sore, so... That's it wasn't insignificant, yeah. and I think the way that it was spread out, it wasn't like you had a nice s- slow climb that you could walk up, and then that was it. It was like these constant <laughs> tiny little five feet up, five feet down, Uphills. five feet up, five feet yeah. down, and it, yeah. so it's not a fast course. And with the turn, so I don't know. I was think Rob was like, well, maybe if you had Max King and Zach Miller, and uh, well. I don't know who else could it be. Can we put the challenge out there? Listeners, Ooh, yeah. next year, can we get Max King and is it Zach Miller or is that there's two Zachs? Both of them, get them, see if they can do this. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because especially with the Go cutoff thing, I mean, you basically have to finish by six fifteen in the morning with their cutoffs, kind yeah. of thing. So I I think that oh, they have yeah you you bet you have oh. to do it in under twelve hours, not because yeah. they will cut you off. So I think I think they've they've put this out there. But there's no way that anyone can do it. No. I don't know. We'll, well see. It, we'll see. So I think this wraps up our episode. Thank you so much for recapping because I didn't really know anything what was going on. So I really loved hearing about it. Well, thank you. So thank you for sharing your experiences. Yeah. Thanks oh, for asking good questions. Oh, anytime. I loved it because I wanted to know because I didn't know anything. So now you know I, everything. I'm I know everything. <laughs> so, yeah, great job, Angela. So, I'm super proud of you. I'm yeah. stoked for your fashion. Oh, thank you. Yes. Proud of both of you ladies. Oh, thank and you. Thank you. But mostly both of you too. Yeah. <laughs> and let's hear about your adventures next episode then, Christine. Next time. Next time. I can tell I can tell them about two point three minutes. So <laughs> oh. by next time you have built up some more but you have a lot okay. of adventures we should recap right. next time. All right. <laughs> well, until next time, uh, thank you to our you know listeners for listening to us and to all of our subscribers. And um, yeah, until our next episode will be number twenty one. So, so thank you.